Hey, my name is Evan. And I'm Beth. And this is a podcast called Selfie Evaluation. It's a podcast where the two of us take a deep dive into a show that was the drool in ABC's crown. <laughs> Until they canceled it 13 episodes in. So today we're talking about episode two, Untag My Heart. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. So last last week we covered the pilot episode. Yes. So now we're back. Episode two. How do you think this show's second step was? I think in this one we get to know Henry a lot better. That helps us understand like the dynamic between them a little bit better. We find out a lot about him that is not great, but there's also some parts of him, like we were mentioning, where he's a little more humanized. He's more empathetic. Mm -hmm. I think I said that he was very unlikable in the pilot, but because he has a weakness he has foibles is that mm, that's a good word correct? Foibles. yeah okay yeah. he has foibles so um that's endearing mm-hmm. that was good do you want to hop right in yeah okay so this episode kind of the like pre-theme song part of this show it's henry and eliza they're sitting on a bench and eliza is explaining to henry haters so she's talking about how like on twitter i think she calls it the twitterverse did, did people she, say she Twitterverse in 2014? Is that a recent invention? Is that sort of what you're getting I, at? I don't think anyone has ever said Twitterverse. No one says Twitterverse. <laughs> um, I don't think it's I don't Maybe think I'm it's not uncommon. famous enough on Twitter to call it the Twitterverse. It's more like a Twitter community. Anyway, so she's talking about the Twitterverse and how she has these haters, and she always favorites what the haters say because that shows that she's made it on Twitter. And then Henry gives her some wisdom. Or, well, he judges her, I guess. <laughs> he judges her, which, not not great. Not a great way to start the episode. I like the idea of, like, I love my haters. Like, my haters are, like, what got me to where I am today. Which I guess was more of, like, a popular sentiment at the time. Like, I love my haters. And I, I really, just in general, like the idea that when someone criticizes you, you don't let it affect you, and in fact, you are encouraged by that. Which, okay, has led to some horrible things done by horrible people but i think it's funny when someone like leaves a comment on a video that's criticism and the person who has created that video pins that comment to the very top so that everyone can see it (laughs) this this is like a foreign world to me i'm very sensitive to criticism so i would not do that but i'm also not famous on the twitterverse so I I, i guess i just understand it i sometimes almost by spotlighting it you're lessening its effect on you yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I understand it, like, in a theoretical sense. I just don't, like, understand it. What if people don't like this podcast? Then I will block them and ignore <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so then what, what Henry says to Eliza after this, which I feel like kind of sets up this episode, is he says, if you have haters in real life, that just means that people hate you, which kind of leads into stop. this next thing. Because I yeah. guess there is the idea that your haters online, that's not real. Yeah, they don't really know you. But if, yeah, but if people dislike you, they dislike you. Mm-hmm. I did want to note that this entire exchange is scored by, a, what did I call it in my notes? A he- <laughs> uh, the, an anthem for heteronormativity, um, <laughs> which I guess is funny because I guess because the music video kind of like bucks against that. And I did not read the lyrics prior to recording this, but it's Boys Chase Girls by Ingrid Michaelson. Okay. I I knew I knew the song, but I didn't actually do any research, so thank you. Because of this cold open, which is whatever takes place before, like, the the opening credits, this cold open led me to believe that this episode would be devoted to this idea of, like, loving your haters and, like, criticism, etc. And I don't think that's true. It kind of turns into, like, disproving your haters. Well, I guess... No, okay. So I guess what we'll jump into... The next scene after the theme song is in the office, and it's these women in the office talking about Eliza. They are definitely being like her haters, actual haters, like a hundred percent. They are deriding her for her her outfit. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't HR said anything about this? Someone else sort of um, pops in and says, "I'm sure she's already slept with everyone in HR," mm-hmm. thereby rendering her immune to their policies. Sure, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say their powers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so, and Henry is overhearing this exchange, and he does the little, like, frown thing, like, oh, he figures out that they're talking about Eliza. And then he looks to see what Eliza's doing, and she's flirting with Freddie, who I don't think we've seen before this point. No, I, I don't think so either. Freddie is also the only other character in this who comes from My Fair Lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Freddie and My Fair Lady. So no name changes. No. Just Freddy. It's just Freddy. Eliza is laughing at his jokes and sort of like doing that thing where you laugh at someone's jokes and also touch them. Sometimes on the arm, I guess. Sometimes on the chest. I, it's all fair game, I suppose. I guess so. Henry is like observing this and he's like, it seems like he's like personally offended by it. Does yeah, it feel that it's way like he you? takes it as an affront. Yeah, yeah. And then he also acts like her father. Yes, definitely. So he like goes over to her and she's like, oh, you're so funny. Like you should be president. And he comes over and he's like, Eliza, can I see you in my office? And then he does this thing where he like covers her up with his coat, like as Mm -hmm. they walk away, which is like weird and cute at the same time. I don't know. Because she has like a short, like a mini skirt and fishnet stockings and like high boots. And so, yeah, she's walking away. And it's like he's a matador behind her, like, <laughs> yeah, waving yeah. the red cape. But yeah. what he's doing is stopping. Blocking the male gaze. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah, I, I guess the male gaze. Um, There's a, there's an exchange. Um, Henry has an assistant named Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And they do not get along. No. <laughs> yeah. So Henry's like, Charlie, hold my calls. And Charlie's like, uh... I can't control who calls at the office. <laughs> <laughs> what does Henry say? That's funny. He's like, I entreat you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie like doesn't know what to do with that. So he just takes like off his Bluetooth headset and just drops it in his coffee. Like that's how he deals with that problem. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Did you watch, speaking of beleaguered assistants, you have okay. Netflix, right? Yes. Have you well, seen... my sister has Netflix. Okay. Well, every no one has their own Netflix <laughs> account. I think that goes without saying. Have you seen set it up no but it keeps showing up as something that netflix wants me to watch so i probably will eventually i think that the leads are both very cute but i thought the ending was a little disappointing but people don't make chick flicks anymore not so much yeah it's kind of a dying genre and i think the same can be said to bring it back to selfie like the the rom sitcom Mm -hmm. i think it has also sort of lost prominence yeah yeah i think so i feel like that was kind of like a 90s early 2000s it was like a lot of what was being made and now it's kind of like i don't know it seems like people are trying to go for like i don't know what the word is edgier something else yeah i guess rom-coms by definition don't have a lot of substance oh <laughs> i was gonna say that um <laughs> oh, I don't know. you said you said edgy yeah right there there there's there is no edge in rom-coms Re- yeah no they're really. just fun they're light yeah so anyway henry's talking to eliza about her outfit eliza points out which i think is actually very interesting that she needs to be perceived as hot because that helps her sell to doctors yeah depressed old doctors i think is how she describes them which is interesting because like that's kind of what people were accusing her of and she's just like yeah that's what i'm doing and she's their number one sales rep yeah which i think is very impressive Yeah, this is something that they kind of like, I'll talk about Doctor Who for like a small moment, but they kind of played that up with her character in Doctor Who is that like she could get away with things because she was like attractive and she knew how to use that. And so it was just kind of weird that that's like sort of what she sort of fell into during this time is that like she manipulates people by her appearance. So it was just kind of weird for it to like also come up in this show. I wonder what that's like. I don't know. That sounds nice. I don't know. It's probably not nice all the time. You can't let yourself go. Because you'd be like, no, everything's right. Do you want to let yourself go? I don't know. Some people would want to. (laughs) Just saying, it's a lot of pressure. Henry Henry says something along the lines of, people will think that you're sleeping together. And Eliza says, we are. Yeah, talking about Freddy. That's not verbatim. But yes. And he's like, what? He's shocked. He's a guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Since when? And she checks her texts and apparently, what, like two and a half weeks? Yeah, yeah, that's what she says. And, oh, and also when she checks her texts, it's just a whole series of sup question mark. And that's how she tracks their relationship. Yeah, I said Henry's a guest. He, um, he's really, he thinks that it is unbecoming. Yeah, yeah. He says, this is your second office relationship in the short time I've known you. And I use the word relationship very loosely. There's, there's a very satisfying rebuttal in which Eliza rags Henry for his age. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. She uh, she says, you baby boomers don't get my generation. And he's like really offended that she thinks he's a baby boomer. And he's very flustered. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. I fall squarely within the parameters of Generation X. Yeah, I Which I did not that. check. Shoot, I was going to do that. Oh, yeah. You should check. I actually, this is like trying to figure out what generation people fall into is like one of the things that I'm nerdy about. And so Generation X, I think, is like late 70s. Uh, 1961 to 1981. So he would, I guess. Squarely within those parameters. Okay, wait, is it? This is not really important, but it's Generation X. Then it's Millennials. Then it's Then it's Generation Y. And now I think it's Generation Z. I believe Y or Z is the generation that has never existed without the internet. Yeah. Because millennials remember a time when you couldn't be online. Yeah, but like my younger sister, she's five years younger than me. She's like right on the border between being a millennial and a generation Y. So Henry's like very offended about being called a baby boomer. And, And then... She says, you're so out of touch, you're not even on Facebook, which is kind of funny now because I feel like now Facebook's not cool. Well, Facebook is like 45-year-old mothers. Yeah. Sharing, <laughs> sharing like minions memes with each other. <laughs> yeah, we should probably shouldn't like my Facebook too much because some people might be finding out about this on Facebook. But yeah, no, like if you talk to like an actual teen now and you talk about Facebook, that's like oh, you're really dating yourself. Like, that's very uncool. Yeah, it's like, I know kids who don't have Facebook. Yeah, a lot of people don't. They're like Instagram, Snapchat, not really Twitter. Not really Twitter. Twitter Twitter already kind of had its heyday. Yeah. Is, is this true that Eliza approached Henry for him to help her cultivate meaningful relationships? Yeah, because that's what he says. Like, yeah, that, like that's why bit. you came yeah. to me. yeah. She basically said, I want you to change my image. And then he said, do you mean be a better person? And she says, yeah. And then she does say, she's telling him about how she doesn't have any friends who really care about her. You know, that's like part of her realization. So she didn't straight up say, I want you to help me cultivate meaningful relationships. But she did come to him with like her lack of real friends. So it's not out of nowhere that he would say that. I mean, he's pretty judgy of the casual the casual fling that she's engaged in right mm-hmm. now. He does have a good point, however, and, and he um, he presents it in a way that I thought was very funny. And um, John Cho, Henry Higgs, I thought extremely funny in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Says, you are what Jamie Foxx and other men of my generation <laughs> refer to as a booty call. Yeah, I enjoyed um, that line. And I wish yeah. that he had kept doing that. I wish that he had kept like bringing up like, other cool men of his generation who yeah. yeah were born around the same time yeah that would have been good but yeah. but he doesn't but it is a very good it's a very good point yeah so he kind of he kind of just like walks her through a checklist so he's like do you ever make advanced plans like have you ever been outside and she's kind of thinking through this and realizing like no like none of those things are true so he kind of lets her come to her own conclusion a little bit here well, he also told her what he thinks, but then he kind of was like, all right, well, I'll give you this list of criteria and you figure out what this relationship is, kind of. So we cut away from Henry and Eliza talking about Freddie and her relationship <laughs> and um, directly to Freddie and Eliza side by side in bed. Okay, right, yes. Freddie does something that I think is very rude. Well, unless you're doing it as a joke. He texts her while lying next to her. Yeah, actually one of my like biggest pet peeves is people texting when they could just talk to each other. But anyway, I think it's just supposed to show that Freddie is uh, also annoying. So you don't like receiving text messages? I actually don't really like that. No. You would much prefer if people called you? No, I'd rather if they just talk to me the next time they see me. What <laughs> What about when people need to relay information immediately? I mean, like, it's not like I don't want anyone to ever text me. That's just like, I'd, I'd rather just talk okay, to someone. Okay, so for our listeners, do not text 585 <laughs> Do call that number, though, because that is... <laughs> That's no, no. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I said I wasn't going to boo on this podcast. I've already broken my personal rule about that. <laughs> Eliza is feeling out the situation, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. is asking Freddie questions. Yeah. So she says, would you ever... Oh, well, at first she's like, what do you think of our relation thingy, you know? And he's like, I think it's great. And then she's like, would you ever want to, uh, like, go outside? And he's like, mm, I think I like what we have inside. 
And then we cut back to Henry at the office. I don't know how well established this was in the pilot, but Henry is a workaholic. Yes. Yeah, I feel like in the first one, they just sort of say that he's good at his job. And in this one, you really find out that it's because he doesn't have an outside life. Yeah, it's pretty... I don't know. I like to think that I have a good work ethic, but I don't really like staying past quitting time. Yeah. Because that's why they call it quitting time. Um, He's trying to come up with a new way of marketing... um, Eardrops, which I don't understand. Yeah, eardrops seems like would kind of sell themselves. Like if you uh, need Brian them, you Husky buy them. Brian Husky comes in and says, hey, we're all... I didn't catch this the first time. The second time I watched it, I did. He's all like, oh, hey, it's it's Sharon from IT's birthday. We're all... They're, they're pre-gaming in the lab, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been told that pre-gaming means something else. But I'm talking about pre-gaming as in pre-drinking, so... I just realized probably the only person I've heard say that is you, so... I don't actually know what it means either. But anyway, so they've been drinking before. The in party. the lab. In the lab. Yeah, yeah, because apparently they have a lab on site, I guess. To like I don't know how pharmaceutical companies work. Test drugs? I feel like the office and administration and like sales and marketing is in a different location typically from like where you manufacture said Well, I don't think they're like drugs. mass manufacturing, but maybe they're like trying new stuff there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how... Um, pretty much any company works so. uh henry says that he doesn't know sharon yeah and then brian husky who again i don't know what his name is on the show but he's like oh nobody knows sharon she's just an idea <laughs> yeah yeah um which i really liked yeah. i liked the i like this whole the fact that maybe they just use a fake sharon as an excuse to like hold parties and stuff. <laughs> i think that's great like i think that's a great joke that works within like a corporate setting yeah that's like with teachers, when they say we're going to the library after school, they mean the bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm learning a lot tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's Well, at least in several schools where I've worked, they have used that, which is a little disappointing for me because I actually do go to the library after work. But Wait, do you anyway, really? Sometimes I do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, one doesn't necessarily preclude the other. That's true. That's true. I could easily do both kinds of libraries. Yeah, so then they find out that Sharon actually is a real person. She invited everyone on Facebook. And so then Henry's like, oh, I'm not on Facebook. And then Brian Husky roasts him in front of <laughs> yeah. everyone else. Like a group a group went up to his yeah, office yeah, yeah. door. Brian uh, first says, well, the, how do you know who got ugly from, from high school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, this guy's walking around not knowing who's ugly from high school. <laughs> Henry is desperately trying to save face yeah. he says uh, i'm on like i'm on linkedin <laughs> yeah. T- did you tell them i'm on linkedin and then he just says don't make it worse <laughs> just very real yeah linkedin has not improved their uh, pr since 2014 there's a very funny you know new yorker cartoons yeah um there are apparently two captions that you can use for almost any new yorker cartoon okay and they added a third one which is something along the lines of, um, I'll, like, I'll get your information on LinkedIn or something like that. <laughs> I can't not think of LinkedIn without thinking of this whole New Yorker thing. Okay. And if there is a way for us to link to things, I will <laughs> add that to okay. it. We have not established like that. Like in show notes. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's kind of what... It's not actually... I think it's funny that it's not actually Eliza who pushes Henry to get on Facebook. It's actually, She kind of planted the idea. He's out of touch because he's not on Facebook. But I think and now it's this is Brian like, Husky and yeah. the other nameless coworkers <laughs> who are kind of like, you're not on Facebook, you're not getting invited to parties. Yeah. And also, you don't know who has gone ugly from high school. Yeah, it's a I good mean, point. I, I know because I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I won't say anything. All of my friends from high school on Facebook are fine. <laughs> what about the people you're not friends with? Maybe they're ugly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes... Time passes and he Henry gets on LinkedIn or sorry Henry gets on Facebook. Okay, that's the yeah. point. Henry yeah, gets he on goes, Facebook. Fine, let's see who got ugly, and then he starts making a Facebook. His mom adds him as a friend. <laughs> oh, first friend is my mom, just like just in life. Just like in life. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And he falls into a hole. He can't stop. 
mm-hmm. won't stop. He is just looking at, he's watching videos. He takes a Mean Girls Game of Thrones quiz. Mean Girls Game of Thrones quiz? Yeah. He is doing a Facebook quiz. Yeah. And it's like, he picks a Mean Girls quote, and then it assigns him a, a Game of Thrones character. Henry tells Eliza not to respond to Freddy. Because Freddie is still texting her sup. Oh yeah, so this is okay. So this is the next morning. Henry has been at the office all night, just being all on Facebook, night. and the he's like very disheveled. Night. And like when Eliza sees him, he's like, ah, "I've just been here working all night at work, working." Can I contest Henry being on Facebook all night? Okay. And I say this as someone who has stayed up all night before um, for <laughs> a thing. It was for the CB. It was a thing for the CBC. After a certain point, Facebook goes dead. Wait, what? What do you mean? Well, because people are Oh, because no one's posting anything. Yeah. But if you have never been on Facebook before, it would just just be endless because you just keep going back. I mean, you could be like two months back. It's all new to you. And also, this was during the time of like a lot of more Facebook content, like those quizzes and stuff where like anybody could make a quiz. We're the same age. Do you remember Facebook pieces of flair? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 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 I was like very into that. Like, yeah. Late high school. used to be a very different place. I was like very... Okay, because I'm the kind of person who when I was in high school also like collected actual pins and things like that. You know what I mean? Like to express my personality. I mean, people do that now. so it was like... Enamel pins have made a resurgence. At least in Toronto. Yes. No. Yeah. I think everywhere. But anyway, so yeah, my, my flare board was like part of my personality during that time i spent a lot of time on it yes i remember that there were people would do this thing tag your friends and it would be like these little quizzes where people would like your favorite color your favorite food and then people would read them and then post their own and then tag their friends in them notes were like a thing at one point people made facebook notes people don't do notes anymore people just make really really long statuses i saw one time like the character limit on a facebook status and it's like practically infinite oh i believe it yeah for sure yeah facebook is different uh facebook now is a lot of video i think that's like a facebook thing that they're promoting that's what that's what content creators have realized yeah is that people will watch like a 10 second video Mm -hmm. so actually like a lot of the pictures you're seeing on facebook now are just looped videos have you noticed Mm -hmm. that yeah I don't like it. I'm not a big like it fan would of Facebook kill anymore. your data plan. That's part of it. I don't have a lot of data, so I'm like... I mean, don't hmm. you not have Facebook... On, do you have Facebook on your phone? I don't have the app, no. Right. If I go on my phone, I'm just on, like, Chrome. So if I want to read a message when I'm on my phone because they want you to use Messenger and I don't have Messenger... Beth, just I get have Messenger. To, <laughs> well, I don't want them tracking me and stuff. What do you mean? Everybody knows about Messenger. They, like... Collect all your data and stuff. Okay. I don't understand what's so valuable about your data that you can't just let Facebook have a little (laughs) bit of it. Yeah, I don't want to. Another thing I don't like, this is just me roasting Facebook, I guess. But another thing I'm annoyed about Facebook is, okay, so there's a video that's playing. It will play for like 15 seconds and then just start playing an ad. And I'm never invested enough to stay through the ad. That has never happened to me. Yeah. I have ad block. Yeah, I used to have Adblock and it's not working anymore. Why did you stop? It stopped working. I don't know. Okay. that Okay. I probably could like reinstall it. Well, I have YouTube Red now, so it doesn't come up as much. Oh, you have YouTube Red, but you don't watch a lot of YouTube videos? Okay. Well, I got Google Music and they just include YouTube Red. What's Google Music? Uh, you can just like um, download whatever music you want on but Google But do you pay Play. for it? Yeah. I mean, I pay. Well, I pay for like my family to be able to use it since i'm always mooching off of my sister's stuff that's like my way of repaying so i pay for the music anyway eliza does not <laughs> want to stop texting freddie and yes. in fact she seductively sucks on a pen while looking in his direction yes and henry scolds her for that and it says that is toxic the first time i heard him say that i'm so used to the word toxic now meaning like behavior online yeah like so that i was just like huh i mean i guess that's not great office <laughs> etiquette but toxic that uh. he's referring to like the actual ink being toxic yeah, that did not occur to me until my second time watching it okay is it possible to actually get ink poisoning from drying on yourself because i had a lot of adults tell me that when i was younger and now i do not think it's true i would say almost certainly not i mean unless you're like bathing in ink yeah it was never a huge patch i mean i had friends who would do sort of like almost like a sleeve of like you know body art uh 
with like a but, ballpoint pen or like a sharpie a sharpie yeah yeah i i did so i did i thought it was pretty good at it i used to draw a lot more though i used to be much better at drawing than i am now one time when i was in sixth grade i did like connect the dots with like my freckles on my arms and that was an enormous mistake that was really bad because you have many freckles yes (laughs) okay so then henry's response to eliza's not being able to just ignore freddie okay he says if you want freddie to take you seriously you need to stop responding every time he texts sup because if he wants to know sup he can come and talk to you and form a full sentence I, so I really then she's like trying to not respond. This whole, I, this whole thing where typically when someone says don't respond to the person who's trying to get in touch with you, it's because they want their friend to play hard to get. Which like, is kind don't... of what's happening. Well, kind of, but that's not Henry's intention, I think. Henry doesn't want her to play hard to get. He, he wants her just... to actually be hard to get. Y- yes. <laughs> like literally just like not throw herself you know like be so not sexually promiscuous because i think she's in like in a monogamous relationship but serial monogamy i would yeah uh i i just like the whole thing where it's not like you have to make him there isn't that undercurrent of like you have to like make him want you more yeah i I think it's more about like self-respect like yeah you you should respect yourself enough to not respond to him unless he's actually making an effort and then he says you need to have a hobby or like an interest. Yeah. Find other interests. Yeah. You need to become the kind of person who doesn't spend all their time thinking about the opposite sex. Like a lesbian. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, Eliza says, what yeah. Eliza says. Uh yeah. Great joke. Very funny. Uh, and then so he starts listing hobbies and like her face is just like, she's just like, what are you talking about? Because he's like, I, I forget what he even says. They're all just like very not Eliza. Wood, yeah. Woodworking. Hiking. Books. Bird watching. Bird watching. Anything. Yeah. And she's just like, there's like this look of like no recognition. Like, what are you even saying? And then he says, find a hobby. Join a club. Like, that's his parting wisdom as he like goes back to his office. So for the second time in two episodes, Eliza turns to her neighbor Bryn. Yeah. So she sees her neighbor Bryn in the elevator with her book club. And she's just like, oh, a club. So she kind of starts chatting with her like, "Ah, hey, girl, like, haven't seen you in forever. They're reading The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. Have you read it? No, have you? I have, yeah. It's interesting. Here in Toronto, there was a stage play. They did one in uh, London as well. England. London, England, yes. And yeah, like the stage is illuminated and the dog is there on the stage. It's my understanding. I have not read the book. I just thought that was a gross way to start a play. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the dog's dead. Correct. Well, I mean, Sorry, the book... that's the curious case, yes? Yeah. The book is about, like, a boy who has autism and, like, how he sees the world. So it's, it's really interesting. And from what I understand, they did a really good job with the play of, like, visually representing that. I remember that it was a play in London because when my sisters and I were there, we went to see Wicked. Play Miz, I think, or Wicket. Weird, yeah. It was either Les Mis or Wicked, and some guy on the subway kind of lectured us that we should have been seeing The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime instead, because that's a better play. And we were like, okay, dude. (laughs) I mean, he was probably right. I mean, he was probably right, but it wasn't his business. I would love to see Wicked. Yeah. It's here in Toronto right now. It's good. But tickets are like $125. One hundred and twenty-five Canadian dollars, which apparently is like I don't know, like twenty-seven fifty in America. So I wouldn't say that. Anyway, when my family goes to Canada, we call it the Canadian discount. So you guys, you guys cross the border and you just ball out while you're here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so Eliza is trying to like join this book club, and she's like, "Oh, that book you're reading." I'm also reading it. And then I wrote it down because I thought it was kind of funny. She was like, yeah, with the dog and the nighttime and the incident and the curiosity and the dog of it all. So she's like <laughs> trying to like prove that she's read this book. And then one of Bryn's friends is like, no one's ever asked to join your book club before. So she lets her in. I've always wanted to join a book club. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Actually, my friends and I, two other friends, we all are reading the World of Warcraft tie-in to the new expansion um, before the storm. It's excellent. It's so good. Okay. I loved it. So when we have all read it, we will discuss it, hopefully sometime this weekend. So Which I'm excited. I love talking about is. books. 
Yeah. yeah. I listened to it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I should mark it down on my list of books read because I did not read it. Oh, you listened to it? Yeah. Yeah, that counts. I don't think so. It counts. I didn't, re- I didn't it counts. read the book. You took in all of the words. It counts. I take in words a lot of the... But I don't like... But I mean, like, like, someone read the book and you took in all of the information that was in the book. It counts. So if I went to a live reading and someone read a book to me, would that be me if reading If they the read book? the whole book, that counts. You read that I book. I don't think so. Yes. It's a different way of processing information. But you still read that book. I did. I literally did not read the book, though. I don't know. Like, by I definition, think I, think I have counts. not read the book. I think it should count. Because it's still... A, I mean, it would be different if you, like, saw the movie and then you were like, that's the same as the book. But, like, I think an that's audiobook pretty much... is literally the book. You're just taking it in through your ears instead of your eyes. That's the only difference. Yeah, that's the major distinction. I agree with you. <laughs> If you don't want to count it, that's fine. I will probably have read more books than you. How can you? How do you have time to listen to books and podcasts? I don't listen to books. I just read them. But if I listen to them, I count it. So how many books have you read this year? Um, I could check. I think like 29. Oh, sh- wait. Re- oh, shoot. Okay, hold on one sec. You know what? It's fine. I don't need to add to that to beat you. So it's okay. Wait, how many have you read? 37. Okay, you win. So far. So I guess don't okay, count so it. Far, Doesn't count. If you want to read 11 <laughs> books between now and the next time we record, please. Maybe I will. So Eliza does get to join the book club. Well, she says, my apartment, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow or tonight? I think it's tomorrow. I think it's it's got to be the next day. Yeah. So then in that time, Eliza has to find the book and read it. During this time period, Henry has not stopped being obsessed with Facebook. And I took a few, not screenshots, but like I paused the episode to take a look at his Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. And let me say, I hate in TV, way more in movies, because movies have such high production value, but I hate in TV as well when um, it's like a social media feed or something like that, where like there's no effort put into it, where it doesn't look authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate it when there's like, I hate in comic books when there are newspaper articles and it's Lorem Ipsum. Yeah. There's like a headline and Lorem Ipsum. I, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. maddening to me. I was looking at Henry's Facebook feed, and it's super legit. Yeah, I actually noticed that as well, yeah. There's the little, like, news items on the side, Mm -hmm. which I do not remember being there in 2014. Yeah, that must have been pretty new, because I also noticed that. I was like, oh, they were already doing that. Like, the trending. Yeah. Yeah, the trending, and it was just like, the, uh, sorry, not the incident, the situation. (laughs) I got in, like, legal trouble or something. Um, And then there's, like, he scrolls past, and there's, like, a photo of like an oven and then there's a little, a little post and it's like added a bit of honey to my turkey roast and it made such a big difference <laughs> and then there's another one which is his mom which is like one of the most asian parent type statuses which is a little i just feel like it's something that an asian adult old older adult would say um it's i'm all for charity but we need to acknowledge that america's small businesses are a charity fund for those who sick refer to work hard work reaps its own rewards hmm interesting yeah i read that i was like that's an asian mom like like an old older asian people are like it's all about you know like you pull yourself up by your bootstraps like you'll get where you need to go Hmm. and like there's this idea that like it's a level playing field etc etc if you put in the effort eventually anyway huh but i mean that that's interesting because that's like a fair amount of character development for a character who never shows up yeah and it's just a it's a throwaway you need to pause it to read it Wow. You need to pause it and, like, really look at the screen to get it. I noticed there was a bunch of stuff about Obamacare. Really? Yeah. So that, that must have I been, like, a hot touch. topic at that time. And I just want to say, I think that this is a really huge indicator of, like, the quality of mm-hmm. work that was put mm-hmm. into making this show. Nobody's doing stuff like this. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Like, most people would just never show what he's looking at because they'd be like, ah, too much work. Because they had to, like, either, like, manufacture this whole thing or create a bunch of fake accounts for yeah. it to work. Uh, then, then there's, like, the big, I want to keep saying incident because we talked about that book. <laughs> um, but Eliza is like, oh, hey, I, I, I'm part of this book club. I'm gonna this yeah, book well, club. she FaceTimes him while he's on Facebook. Salvation Army. And I need to <laughs> buy something dowdy, you yeah, know? To, to read the book in. Um, and he's like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm busy. And she's like, all right, just, you know, don't start looking up your exes on Facebook. Well, she finds out that he's on Facebook because he goes, why does my mom keep poking me? And then she's like, are you on Facebook? And then I 
enjoyed this. He said, um, I also took your advice and engaged in some light Facebookery, which I really enjoyed that he said Facebookery. Facebook still does pokes, but they also do this new thing with waving. I The other day, I concerned myself that I accidentally waved at you. Did I wave at you? It's possible. <laughs> But I guess you it just like shows up thing. on the side. I know that they added this. I know that they added waving. Sorry, this isn't like this isn't a fact. This is like I'm so confident that this is the case that I'm just saying I know that this is the case. So that when people are clicking on friends who they maybe are interested in, um, that they'll wave at them accidentally. I think that's <laughs> sorry, I'm not saying that that's what you do. <laughs> I'm saying that that's why I think Thanks. Facebook created this. Yeah, I mean, it's a concern. Yeah, I, I love accidentally myself wave at someone. have also done it accidentally and been aghast. I, I mean, like, how do you even explain that then? You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wave at you. Yeah, but sorry, like, I was obviously just, like, clicking Obviously, you were, like, clicking your... at your name. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So why were, why were you clicking around my name? I don't know. <laughs> I think it just showed up on the side. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think that's weird, the waving thing. I don't know if I've waved at anybody else on accident. Would you? Do you think you'd know if you waved at someone? I think you would remember because you would be gripped by fear. But like, I mean, would it show up? That you waved like, at? Like, would I see it, or would only they see it? Yeah, it would open up. It would open up the messenger. And there's like the a little like yeah. waving hand. And then the other person then has the option of waving back to you. I don't like that. I think it's weird. So much in the same way that we've been talking about <laughs> accidentally waving yeah. at people on Facebook, Henry accidentally tags himself in a photo. Of his ex-girlfriend breastfeeding her baby. Specifically, he tags himself as the baby. Yes. And he really... Well, he doesn't know what tagging is. So he's just like, why is my name on this baby? And he's trying to undo it. So he like tries to undo it on his phone. Then he tries to undo it on his desktop. And he doesn't know how to undo what he's just done. So then he has to try to get Eliza to help him. You know, I actually don't think they played that up for comedic effect as much as they could have. The fact that he's tagged himself as a breastfeeding baby. I mean, I think they did enough with it. But yeah, it's pretty bad. Because I mean, it's bad enough that he was like looking that far into her photos. So it's just like on top of it. It's like extra awkward. It's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. At the same time this is all happening, Eliza is at the book club. So she has her, I think she calls it like a mini grandma's outfit. So she's wearing like a sweater and she's got her hair in braids and stuff. And she's like really committed to like dressing the part to be in this book club. Oh, also, I wrote down the names of all of the girls in the book club. Do you want me to read them to you? Yes, please. Okay. So we know Bryn. And then there is Wren, Thistle, Prue, and Eilet. Violet? Eilet. No, 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 no. Eilet is a name. E-Y-E-L-E-T. I recorded these from the end credits. Eilet. Isn't it? An eyelet is a thing, isn't it? Pardon me? It, that's like a thing. Like It must be a thing. I mean, all of the things you've that. said are things. You know, an like eyelet. a wren and a eyelet. Okay, I have to like Google that. What's an eyelet? <laughs> an eyelet is a small round hole in leather or cloth for threading a lace string or rope through. Oh, yeah. That sounds right to me. So she comes in and they all have the books and uh, Bryn offers her a homemade Pop-Tart. But I wrote down... On my second viewing, it was obviously a homemade toaster strudel. Isn't that what Pop-Tarts are supposed to be? They're toaster pastries, right? I guess so. But I mean, okay, so like toaster strudel is like filled with jam and you keep it in the freezer and you toast it and you like put the frosting on it. A Pop-Tart... You're describing Pop-Tarts A Pop-Tart is like a gross cracker with jelly inside okay the only pop tart i ever liked was they used to have a mint chocolate pop tart and i would keep it in the freezer and i would eat it frozen what about s'mores pop tarts those were okay not as good not as good as do you you eat them up do i eat them up do you heat them up do you toast them (laughs) do you eat them up (laughs) (laughs) um you're supposed to no that's what i'm saying like the only way i've ever enjoyed a pop tart is eating it frozen. Sometimes, I mean, I would sometimes eat them room temperature. Yeah. When I was at Houghton, there was like a period of time where I always had Pop-Tarts in my freezer. And that was like every day. Were you not on the meal plan? This was like just an extra snack, like at oh, nighttime. I gained like 20 pounds the first year. I so. don't, I didn't like eating in the cafeteria. So I lost weight my first year because I was anxious <laughs> oh i'm okay i knew now. a friend who just didn't like the food so he lost weight the first no year. i just didn't like the social pressure of trying to figure out who to eat with. you had friends not like immediately i didn't know anybody when i started 
This is getting a little too personal. So anyway, so she gives her a homemade Pop-Tart, which I would call a homemade toaster strudel. And uh, she's like describing all of the steps of how she made it. I commented on it because um, Bon Appetit, which you should be watching on YouTube, which is why I brought it up earlier. Um, Bon Appetit, they do these videos where Chloe Saffitz, one of their food editors, will make a junk food from scratch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the most recent episode was was pretty good. She made Lucky Charms from scratch. Uh, spoiler alert, the least successful she's ever been. That would be hard to do. Yeah. What did she use? Like, did she use, like, rice? Oh, no, it's a, it's an oat. It's an oat uh, cereal. Oh, okay. But she, like, Skittles, I think, was fairly successful. Fruit Gushers. These are hard, right? Like, Kit Kats. How, how long would it take her to do that, though? Uh, weeks. So it's just like a social experiment. Like, it's not something you'd actually do. Well, at the end, they give you the step-by-step process of how to do this thing. But, like, a bunch of them have required, like, a dehydrator. Nah. Uh, which, like, the average person obviously doesn't have in their kitchen. It's I just a like lot I, of fun to watch. I would just watch that and then get to the end and be like, hmm, I'm going to go buy some Skittles. She gets very frustrated, which is part of the charm, I think. Cheetos she makes from scratch. I remember watching a video once, and maybe it was from there, but somebody made, like, Pop-Tart cereal, and it was, like, a 30-step process. Wait, like... is Pop-Tart cereal a thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. I was, like, already, like, okay, nobody needs that. But yeah, like, cutting out little tiny squares of, like, puff pastry and filling each one individually with jam and then putting another one on it and then, like, using a fork to crimp the edges, and then you have to bake them for like the exact amount of time or else they'll burn and then they just poured them all in a bowl and ate them like cereal and i was like upset but but did they put milk on it yeah wouldn't it just become a soggy mess immediately i I was upset about it because i was like this is so much work and you're just pouring milk on it and like eating it like that and it's probably gross one time i had donuts and i waited for them to get really stale and then i cut them into pieces with scissors and then i (laughs) ate that as cereal and that was delicious what what even gave you that idea? I really wanted to eat donuts like cereal. <laughs> that's that's very interesting. What kind of donut? Uh, just like glazed. A glazed donut, sour cream glazed, or just like a plain old oh, glazed donut. I guess just normal. What is the difference in the texture? Is there? Yeah, a sour cream glazed donut is like much denser. The point is, <laughs> I thought that her having these homemade, as you say, toaster strudels was very like bon appetit. So she gives Eliza one of these. And uh, is explaining all the steps. And then Eliza's like, you can also get them at... And then she names like a grocery store that I we don't have around here. So I don't know. I, Kinko's. I, that's a copier place. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can get Pop-Tarts there too. Uh, it's like Gelson's or something like that. And then she says, and sometimes Rite Aid. So then Ren, I think Ren, she's tall. She notices that Eliza's bookmark is like two pages in. Actually, eight pages. And also, (laughs) I found that very surprising. I found it very surprising that she had read eight pages of this book. She did not like it. But the fact that she read enough to form an opinion, I think eight pages is not bad. If you can't grip someone by the first page, and I I mean, I learned this in publishing, but I think it should be obvious, Mm -hmm. your book is not good. I mean, that's what I say to kids, too. I'm like, read the first page, see if you're interested. If you're not, get something different. Yeah. Except for, unfortunately, she had already joined this book club, so she probably should have, like soldiered on a little bit more henry is in a panic and yeah. he shows up at brin's well he's picked her up at brin's place before how did he oh well she told him she was going to the book club and i guess he remembers who brin is and so feels comfortable enough to just walk into her apartment i mean he has tagged himself as a baby suckling at the breast of a former <laughs> girlfriend so i can understand his panic um he's like why yeah. is tagging even a thing and Eliza says, so we can weed out the perfs? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I really like that one of Eliza's solutions is just to leave a comment that says JK. <laughs> yeah. Which is Well, she still... untags him, and then she was like, ah, just say JK. <laughs> oh, yeah, just message. Sorry, just message and say JK. Which I don't think necessarily makes it better. I mean, I won't, like, fully put myself into that situation. But if somebody, like, did something weird on Facebook and then privately messaged me and just wrote JK... I would immediately unfriend them. them. Yeah, unfriend and block. I just like, no, too weird. I don't like that. I mean, to be fair, you don't have any breastfeeding photos. <laughs> so. True. But I mean, like, even if someone just like, okay, so has it happened to you where someone like likes one of your pictures from like 2012? No, because I'm not a woman. <laughs> well, that has happened to me. And it's just like, 
Oh, like it, it's creepy. You, you don't like that? No. Are you doing that right now? Obviously not. <laughs> anyway, it, it just creeps me out, that's all. So I can kind of see the perspective. So anyway, so Eliza says, you should just message her JK. And he's like, no, impersonal communication is how I got in this mess. I'm going to go talk to her in person. I wanted, I really wanted to see more of, because he does, he goes and and Mm -hmm. so just to breeze past a few other things, Eliza drags the book club for being boring and they're all behind her listening. So she obviously gets kicked out of the book club, which Mm -hmm. I think she already was kicked out for not reading the book. Yeah, because Bryn already demanded back her pop tart when they found out she didn't read the book. So to add that's, insult that's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> to injury. Yeah. So Henry is so old fashioned. He says things like, "Um, what did he say to to Charlie? I I beseech you. I entreat you, you or I, I implore you. you. I think it was yeah. one of those. He said so both. I think <laughs> he has this, you know, this sort of like archaic way about him. So him being like, "Oh, I I'm an adult man. I." interact with people in person i think that is ripe for comedic potential because we live in a world and even in 2014 we lived in a world where it was not it's actually terribly inconvenient to meet with people in person we're not recording this podcast in person it would be inconvenient to try um so i i just wanted to see i wanted to see him doing his level best and i guess we can talk about this next week to try to show eliza the better or or rather the proper way of doing things and it just backfiring horribly on him yeah i mean it's almost what happens to him though because he like goes to see her and finds out like more about himself than he wanted but to. i don't think it backfires horribly no. i think it's i think it's sobering just, and sad yeah. Yeah. uh he goes to olivia which her house his ex-girlfriend and she was like oh hey you didn't have to come out here mm-hmm. and also we broke up because you are a workaholic yeah, yeah. She says, um, the minute I realized you were never going to care about me as much as your job, I moved on. Which is sad. Yeah, because his job's not even that great. You don't, you don't think so? He's trying to come up with a, market, with a way to market eardrops. <laughs> I guess it's more just him wanting to achieve a lot. It's not like he like loves his job. It's more like he just wants to be really good at it. There is, I mean, I'm sort of painting it as like this very grim, somber moment. But she does bring up the fact that he used to have a frosted <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I was he, trying to picture what that would even look like. He has a very strong affinity for um, one of the members of Sugar Ray, yeah. which is also very funny. And then right after she says that, she says, I take it you're still single. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, he is. He uh, is. Yeah. So he's, he's down in the dumps. Eliza, also down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. At a Froyo place, I love frozen yogurt. At one point, there were frozen yogurts on places on like every corner in the city. And then... Mm-hmm the bubble burst and they all started closing down uh, but that was nice that was uh, it's really great i love i just really <laughs> it just like reminds frozen me yogurt. of the good place because he talks about how frozen yogurt is taking something that's good and making it slightly less good it literally just tastes like ice cream mm. i don't think it does but that's okay and you have the option of putting all of the toppings on it yeah i don't go for like a strong flavor i go for kind of a neutral leaf flavor and i get mochi bits and the boba and coconut flakes and it's very good okay i don't like chocolate i like candy and the reason i bring that up is because they're at a place where you don't put your own toppings on your you have to ask for them which is weird to me i mean it depends what you're used to because they because it's by weight right they charge you for like the weight of the frozen yogurt not at every place no but like at the places here like where it's normal yeah 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 um (laughs) i just don't understand how you would price it the way that she's doing it because she was like uh, she says like three kiwi slices or something yeah. and then like this many M&Ms. And I just don't understand how he's tallying all of that up. No, I was just thinking about as... kiwis with M&Ms together and that was just, that distracted me. But yeah, um, maybe they just do like, I mean, maybe they still weigh it. They could still weigh it. Then why don't they just let her do the toppings? Because then she'd like have her hands all in there. There are spoons. I don't know. In America, we worry about germs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was a real place. So we don't have to think I really too much want about frozen it. yogurt now. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Me too. Well, she's getting her frozen, her sadness frozen yogurt because book club didn't work out. It's not sad. No, I mean, she's sad I just mean and that's why she she's got sad. it. I, I wasn't saying frozen yogurt is inherently sad. I don't sad. want you to speak ill of frozen <laughs> yogurt. Anyway, while she's doing that, Charmonique and her son come in. And she's like, Charmonique, it's me, Eliza. Like she wouldn't recognize her, which I thought was cute. <laughs> And Charmonique's like, you know, Eliza explains her booty call problem. Uh-huh. Charmonique's like, well, when you have a kid, 
nobody wants to call your booty. <laughs> and her son hilariously says, straight-faced, that he's man-poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> It was very funny. Very well-timed. Like, Charmonique's delivery is, is very nice in that the three, The three of them, Yeah, that, like, the dialogue nice, is just very tight. Yeah, they have, like, nice chemistry. So then, what was it? Oh, Charmonique's like, well, it's cheat day. And then Eliza's like, cheat day. Like, she's going to just go to Freddy, like, one more time. And then she'll be able to, like, resist. Because it's just going to be, like, a cheat day. So she, like, runs out the door and then gets hit by a car. She- she gets hit by a car, and then she's like, that didn't even hurt. It's, it's a smart car, <laughs> right, like yeah. it's a small vehicle. <laughs> smart and car. then she uh, walks over a manhole that is not covered. Is this a thing that happens a lot, uncovered manholes? Not a lot. It just seems like it happens a lot on TV, and it's something I've never seen really in real life. Back, I want to say when we were in college, I saw on the news that a teen had fallen down a manhole because they were looking at their phone so i will say art imitating life hmm. i was gonna, well we weren't in college in 2014 i was gonna say maybe it was actually based on that but oh yeah because this would have been in the past so eliza huh. um obviously gets sent to the hospital she uh writes a facebook post uh the facebook post says getting sewerfied broke my arm <laughs> but didn't break me hashtag blessed hashtag only the strong survive hashtag <laughs> no pain no gain hashtag <laughs> can't stop won't stop (laughs) henry during this time is having like an existential crisis about how he's a workaholic he's still trying to name the eardrops and he's like eardrops yeah career drops (laughs) the baby you'll never have because you never left the office drops and then during this he sees it and like rushes to the hospital so contrary to what she said on her facebook post eliza explains that she was she got hit by a smart car dislocated her tailbone (laughs) fell down a manhole fractured her pelvis banged her head got a concussion and saw a white light ran into tupac and biggie who squashed it (laughs) yeah and then henry says i knew they would yeah yeah he knew those crazy kids would 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 make it work yeah and so they're having like a bonding moment and then freddie comes in and henry hates freddie it's like very obvious there's you could cut the tension in that room with anything it's so (laughs) tight yeah no it's i I forget what he even says but he's just like what are you doing here like he hates freddie and it's i don't think he has he obviously doesn't have a valid reason to right well no freddie keeps booty calling eliza yeah, I think the part of it is he feels like Freddie has disrespected Eliza. And I feel like there might be a, a little bit of like, Freddie kind of represents for Henry like a kind of person that he doesn't like. Do you mean a handsome person who is successful in, who has sex? <laughs> I think it's more just like, yeah, like he's he's charismatic, but he He's handsome he and uses it. I don't, okay, this I'm probably more of a Henry here, but I also feel like I don't like Freddy. Freddy annoys me a lot. I don't think Freddy's done anything wrong. I mean, like, I think the fact that he just says sup and then, but right, okay, so context for listeners, Freddy redeems himself, at least I think so. Throughout the course of the show, you mean, or like right now? Literally right here at the end. Yeah, no, he has like a nice moment. I just don't like Freddy. Freddy, um, Freddy says, you know, like, oh, I can take you home. Like, yeah. are, are, are they going to clear you? And Eliza, and I think this might be the saddest part of the whole episode. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, that works. As long as you don't put too much pressure on my pelvis. Eliza, you're not, like, in a physical state in which, like, sexual activity is, is wise. Yeah. Why are you saying this? Well, I, yeah, it's sad because it's definitely Eliza, like, revealing that that's all she thinks that Freddie thinks of her. Which at this point, because of like, you know, this kind of experiment she did of like him not wanting to go outside with her, she's not wrong to think that. To his credit, he brings her a phone charger because he thinks that's why she's not texting him back, but also says, <laughs> I thought I would drive you home and walk you to your door. Yeah. Which is like, honestly, the kind of thing that Henry would insist take place. Yeah. The, I mean, it's the whole walk you to your door thing it's just kind of the cherry on top of that offer. So it's kind of like a victory for Eliza. And there's, there's a hilarious part where as this is happening, Eliza is signaling to Henry that like things are great. She's like a thumbs up and like an okay sign. Yeah. Um, but it hurts so much because she's been in a terrible accident. <laughs> yeah. And Henry says, uh, you don't have to signal me. I'm observing all of this in tandem with <laughs> yeah, you. I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So then Freddie takes Eliza home. And then there's a scene. So Henry's in the car and uh, 
Eliza calls him, I guess, and she's like, oh, I was going to message you on Facebook. Did you delete your account? And he's like, yeah, I'm an old-fashioned guy, so when I want to check off on someone, I'll do it the old-fashioned way. And he's parked outside her her apartment building. He did not have to do... We all know that Freddie took Eliza home. Yeah. So it is weird. Also, he's implying that the old-fashioned way to check up on someone is to creep outside their apartment building. You know why? Because there's no tagging in the real world. <laughs> Can't keep track of the perms. <laughs> but like, yeah, so then he's, he's talking to her on the phone, and he's like, go to bed, Eliza, and the lights turn off. This part is kind of nice. He's like, I'll call you again in an hour, because she said to she needs sure to be woken up every you hour. You don't die. Basically. Um, because so that's that part was nice, work. but I was just like, what? Like... You didn't yeah, have to Henry, be outside of her house. You could have like, done this from anywhere. Yeah, it's a phone. Like, he could be at his house. It's just, yeah, it's it weird, was weird to think that Freddie drove her home and then tailing Freddie <laughs> was Henry yeah. in his car, making sure um, that, I guess, Freddie wasn't going to pull any moves. I don't know. I don't know what his intention was there. I mean, there's definitely this, I think Henry is much more of a fatherly figure to Eliza in this episode specifically. Yeah, yes, but like the coat thing at the beginning and then checking up on her, telling her her boyfriend's not good enough for her, it's very paternal. What are your final thoughts on this episode? I mean, we mentioned in our like commentary episode that we wanted to see more of Henry's flaws, and so I felt like I got that out of this episode. Like this whole thing with him and Facebook and him like getting so flustered so many times about things and like really needing Eliza's help. I feel like helped to even the playing field a little bit more. It's not always just Henry helping Eliza. It's kind of, this one was more back and forth. Yeah, the whole thing with Freddie, I feel like did set up Henry and Eliza's relationship to be more like he's, yeah, like you just said, a fatherly or like a protector or like uh, almost like a dating coach. You know what I mean? It really focused more on that aspect. I liked the stuff with the book club. I thought that that was kind of fun it's kind of sad but it was kind of fun yeah i mean there's not really much more that i would have wanted out of this episode i feel like it did a good job of establishing our characters a little bit stronger what do you think i also like the episode i think i that might have been the impression i gave at the beginning of this episode of our podcast i do think that it's not as thematically cohesive as it could be yeah i really like it when there's a strong theme in an episode Mm -hmm. where the same beats or not the same beats but that an idea keeps being hit and expanded upon and finally concluded and i think there was just a lot that was introduced and that if if one of them had been focused on the episode as a whole would have been stronger so um Mm -hmm. i love my haters Mm -hmm. having an entire episode revolve around the impressions of others Mm. I, th- I think would be really, really cool because I think that they would both have had really evenly founded perspectives because I think Henry would say all that matters is what people think of you. Mm-hmm. That's like your reputation. And Eliza would as well, but it's different. They both have very different ideas of um, building up a reputation mm-hmm. and building up like a, a presence uh, socially or online and then this whole like eliza does very very well socially uh, like on social networking and henry does very poorly socially in person mm-hmm. and on social networks he's kind of bad at both right <laughs> so that's I, I i thought they were i think all of the ideas they brought up were good ones mm-hmm. yeah but, but I they would weren't have tied wanted... together as much as they could have been yeah yeah no, I agree. More focus on just one. But again, it's I think at this point I would have been more okay with it if this had been a later episode because I knew that they were pressed for time. Mm-hmm. But, but this since was it's episode so early, two. So Yeah. I think I think maybe be a little more languid with your pacing. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that would have saved the show necessarily, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I think that Yeah, the themes were all kind of there because a lot of it was about like how do people perceive you, but at the end, they kind of got sidetracked with it being mostly about Eliza and Freddie. Oh, you're still here. The podcast is over. You can go now. Are, are you talking to me or the listeners? To our listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, well, they're... don't go yet. 
Wait, are you talking to me or our listeners? Both, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, before you leave, thanks for making it this far. We're going to let you know a couple ways that you can keep in touch with us until next week. Yes. Uh, we're on Twitter, just like everyone, at SelfieValPod. This week, we want to do something a little special for one of our followers, one of our seven followers. Thank you to all seven of you. But special shout out to Cindy, who I believe is the only real selfie fan currently following us on Twitter. Maybe I'll be wrong by the time you listen to this, but thank you for following us. Thank you for knowing about the show before this. Thank you to everyone also who is a personal friend or family member of mine who I guilted into following us, but we'll shout you out another time. And I just want to say seven is kind of like a perfect, kind of like a lucky number. So I don't want more than seven (laughs) followers on Twitter. Don't Um, follow us on Twitter. I want it to be seven. If you're going to follow us, Make sure another one of our followers unfollows us. Because I just, that's a such a tight number, seven. Or we should try to get to 77, like immediately. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like personally on Twitter, I follow exactly 444 people. So every time I follow someone, I have to unfollow someone. So it doesn't mess up my number. It's a little insight into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so you can also uh, go on Tumblr. It's selfievaluation.tumblr.com that's right and that's just links to listen to this podcast i still haven't worked on it i'm well you did you did all of that artwork i mean yeah but that just took me like x number of hours okay well i I said this to someone else but i almost feel like you did too good of a job with that because it looks like someone like professionally did it for selfie like the official like abc podcast or selfie yeah Yeah. well kind of does what can i say but good job lastly if you guys want to shoot us an email you can email us at selfievaluationpodcast at gmail.com yes you can you can tune in next week and we will be doing the commentary on this episode so we are going to be exploring some of the themes that were brought up in this episode so don't miss that that's it now you can go okay now you can go continue with your life